Come on, could we lift our voice and lift our hands to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Come on, somebody, just begin to lift up your voice and praise that holy name that there's nobody like you, God. None beside you, Lord. None greater than you, Jesus. None beside you, Lord. We worship you, God. David said, I waited patiently on the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my call. And he picked me up out of a pit, out of the miry clay. And the Bible says, he set my feet on a rock, and he established my goings. And he put a new song of praise on my lips. Come on, has he done that for anybody in the house tonight? Come on, if the Lord has brought you out of the miry clay, I wonder if you could just begin to thank God right now. If God has brought you out of the pit, if he's brought you out of some out of some some situations i wonder if we could just say thank you jesus for where you brought me the fact that you put my feet on solid ground and all of god's people said amen it feels good in the house tonight come on doesn't it feel good in here I want to give high honor to your pastor and first lady, brother and sister Robinson. From the bottom of our hearts, they are just incredible leaders. And I, I just can't stress this enough that this church is blessed with such a phenomenal first lady and pastor. Come on, would you give it up for brother and sister Robinson? Come on, let them know you love them. Take a moment and let them know you love them. Amen, amen, and it is so good. I want to give honor to Bishop Parnell. Would you give Bishop a hand? So good to be here with Bishop Parnell and good to be with the Carsons and and I am so thankful and honored and blessed to have my beautiful wife and three little girls with me tonight. Would you give them a hand? I'm, I'm beyond blessed. I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. What you see is what happens up here, but there's an amazing lady that that makes it all happen back there and uh, with the, with our children and with her prayers and with her her help and and uh, I don't know where I would be without my wife and so I'm thankful for I'm thankful for you Hannah I love you and uh, if you would turn with me to Mark chapter 6 are you ready for the word tonight amen Mark chapter 6 Mark chapter 6 in verse 45. And I've got to just say, yesterday we came, we came to Lafayette a little bold. We had all of our children in IU gear. I hope you still love us. My wife got the girls ready and, and I said, Babe, you know that we are going to Purdue land, you know. 
we live in Bloomington, and so putting an IU shirt on is, is just another day in, 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 in the life of the Petersons. And so I, I said, we're going into dangerous territory with that, that crimson and cream, so be careful. But y'all were friendly to us. So Mark chapter 6 and beginning in verse 45. And if you've got it, would you say amen? And I want to give it up for our music team and the video team and for those that have this all go. I don't know what team this is, but making this look sharp. Come on, would you give it up for all of the people that do things behind the scenes and make it all happen? I thought it was so cool this morning on the way to church. I saw a a 15-passenger van that was wrapped, and the whole thing just said Star City Church. And I thought, my goodness, this is so cool. We haven't even made it yet, but there's a, there's a driving billboard that we just passed that is promoting Star City Church. And so Mark chapter 6, and beginning in verse 45, and the word says this, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship. And to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And the verse says in 46, and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and, and he alone on the land. And the Bible says, and he saw them toiling in rowing for the wind was contrary unto them the wind was against them and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by them but when they saw him walking upon the sea they supposed it had been a spirit and they cried out for they all saw him and they were troubled and immediately he talked with them and he said unto them be of good cheer turn to your neighbor and say be of good cheer it is I be not afraid and he went up unto them into the ship he came to them and the wind ceased and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered and this evening I want to preach to you just for a few minutes on the simple subject when the wind is against you when the wind is against you. Would you put your Bibles down and would you lift up your voice to God tonight? And would you just begin to pray, God, give me ears to hear and a heart to receive. Come on, would you pray that prayer right now? God, in the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord. Come on, would you stretch into that just a little bit right now? God, give me ears to hear. Lord, I want to receive from you tonight, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that whatever you have for me and whatever you have for my family, Lord, whatever you have for my life, Lord, give me, give me ears to hear what you have, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch this church, bless this church, Lord, and let this word fall on good ground to grow in our hearts and in our souls in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. I've got to confess to Star City Church tonight, I've, I've got a random annoyance. Um, maybe, 
For some people, under the sound of my voice, you have kind of a, a random annoyance of, of uh, somebody putting their nails on the chalkboard. Come on, somebody. Or, or maybe it's that tag on the back of a new shirt. Or, or maybe if you're a Cubs fan, your annoyance is just the Cardinals. Uh, may, may, maybe, maybe there's just something out there that, that just kind of gets under your skin. And, and for me, I've got a real random one. Okay, so don't dislike me if, if you like these types of days. But I have, I have a random annoyance and a random dislike for... For windy days. Yeah, I know, it's random. You guys are like, what, what's wrong with this guy? He can't take some wind? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, Brother Robinson, but back during the, the intensity of the pandemic, about a little over a year ago, uh, I, I'm, I'm working from home. Uh, we've got three little girls, and we're all in the, the house together, and, and, and I'm working from home. We're living from home. We're, we're doing church at home, and, and, and to just try to stay sane, I thought, I'm going to start doing some, some walks around the church and around the house, and we live in the parsonage next to the church. And, and so um, to stay productive, I was going to start doing some calls while I was doing my walk, and I thought, this is this is perfect. Like this is the, the, the thing that I need. I'm getting a little bit of exercise and I'm getting out there and I'm going to, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to take all of my calls during the time that I go for a walk. And, and for whatever reason, the season that I was in, you would go outside and it was like, um, it was like gone with the wind the week that I decided to do this. I'm like, this is a fantastic idea, but, uh, but in early spring, I mean, the wind was howling, and I don't know if there were some tornadoes on the way or, or what the case was, but it was windy. And I'd get on that phone, and I'd have my AirPods in, and I'd have a smile on my face, and I'm going to conquer the world, and, and I'm going to call 10 people as I circle the church. And, and almost immediately, people would say, um, Ryan? I can't hear a thing you're saying. <laughs> Where are you? Are you are you on a motorcycle down I-69? Like what is going on here? And, and 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 for whatever reason, I mean that wind was just howling. And ever since then, I have just had this this issue with with some windy days. And now here I am trying to get the weather app out and and check the wind before every call. And I've got to stay inside if it's over ten miles per hour. And I know it's minor. But my goodness, it was annoying. And it's in the word of God that we see that the wind was a frustration to the disciples. See, it's not just me. It was an annoyance. It was a much different level. They were trying to get to the other side and they were in a boat and they were doing the Lord's work and that wind was a little bit more intense than it was for me. But, but for these disciples, it was a difficulty that they had to endure. And it's in Mark chapter 6 that we see Jesus. He empowers and he sends off his disciples to Bethsaida to do the work of the Lord. Isn't it amazing that the Lord just uses ordinary people to carry out an extraordinary gospel? 
that we see in the Gospels that Jesus appoints disciples to help carry out this amazing mission. And, and what an opportunity that they, up until Mark chapter 6, they got to witness many diseased and possessed being healed. That they witnessed the leper being healed. That the man with palsy was, was healed. They witnessed a withered hand completely healed and made whole. That all throughout the Gospels we see that the disciples were being sent out to help play a massive and critical role in helping fulfill the mission of Jesus Christ, that they were not qualified. They were not the right people on paper. They didn't have the pedigree or the degrees. Nevertheless, they were being sent out by the authority of Jesus Christ. And it's in Mark chapter 6 that we see Jesus perform another amazing miracle. It was a, a highlight in the Gospels where Jesus feeds thousands of individuals with only five loaves of bread and two fish. And as that day is coming to a close, we read that Jesus decides to send the disciples on to the next mission. Somebody say, on to the next mission. I want to pause and make mention that here we are thousands of years later and God is still entrusting you and I to be sent out into this world for the next mission. That God appoints and he anoints ordinary people to be sent into the world. Young people, he is sending you into the schools in just a few weeks. Saint of God, he is sending you into the marketplace. He is sending you and I into the cities so that we can let this world know about what we get to experience in the house of God. And what we get to experience in our hearts. And what we get to experience in our homes. And what we get to experience when we call upon on the name of Jesus, the Lord is looking for somebody to rise up and say, there's a next mission for me. I've got to let this world, I've got to let this city, I've got to let the marketplace know about Jesus. Come on, if you agree, would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Come on, if you believe that there's a next mission. That for every person, turn to your neighbor say, that's you. That for every person, there is a plan. There is a purpose. There is a calling. That there is something that God is wanting to do in you and through you. That God is looking for you to, to share that testimony. That the Lord is looking to you to share that ministry. That the Lord is looking to you to share about the goodness of what happened on a Sunday morning in these altars. That the Lord is looking to you to share about the testimony in your life. That there are co-workers watching how you handle defeat and difficulty. That your life is an example and a testimony to those that are all around you. And there is something that God is wanting to do in and through you that regardless of your past. And regardless of your intellect. And regardless of your pedigree. And regardless of whether you've got the right last name or not. Or regardless of how long you've been in this thing. God is still wanting to use you. 
And so what happens to be interesting in Mark chapter 6 is that Jesus, he sends his disciples out and he goes and prays. Shows you how important prayer is. Jesus had to do it. Look, you guys need to get to Bethsaida, but I've got to go and pray. The Bible talks about how he went to pray, and as he went to pray, he sent his disciples out, and they quickly realized that the wind was contrary to them. That Jesus told them to go forward, yet the wind was against them. This is interesting tonight because sometimes in our simplistic thinking and in our manipulative mindsets, we can assume that if God sent me, then the wind would be behind me. Sometimes in our simplistic thinking, we think that if God sent me, then the wind would work with me. That we can tend to have just a little bit of wishful thinking in our walk with God. That if I attend church, then I'll get the promotion. That if I start the small group and if I lead the life group, then maybe God will become my wish granter. That if I show up, then, then maybe I'll get hooked up with a few answered prayers. But for some of you here tonight, you can recognize that there are seasons where the wind will be contrary unto you. Seasons where things won't come easily and seasons where things won't go perfectly. That he has sent you and yet it feels like he has sent you in the wrong direction. Against the current, against the wind, against the flow. And we see this all throughout the word of God. When Moses was asked to lead God's people out of Egypt, the directions that God used to send Moses out, they seemed to be against the wind. As they wandered throughout the wilderness. When, when Daniel was thrown into a lion's den, the directions seemed to be against the wind. When David had to face off against Goliath, the directions, they just seemed to be against the wind. How on earth can I do this? When, when Joseph was sold into slavery, the directions, they seemed to be against the wind. But somebody hear me tonight. If Joseph had not been Egypt's prisoner, he would not have been Egypt's governor. That the iron chains about his feet ushered in the golden chains around his neck. That over and over and over in the word of God we see that resistance is fiercest right before the breakthrough. That your resistance, it can lead to revelation in your life. And so hear me tonight. Just because the wind is against you does not mean that God is against you. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. That the wind might be against you. To show you that it is the Lord's presence and the Lord's presence alone that will help get you to the other side. That if the wind was behind me 
and the wind was in my favor, then I might thank the wind and not the God of the wind. Come on, somebody hear me tonight. That sometimes we go through some things for God to show you and I that it's only by his presence and it's only by his power and it's only by his authority that I am able to make it through to the other side. And so for some of you here tonight, I encourage you to understand that when the wind is against you, it does not mean that God is against you. Solomon said this in Proverbs 30. I cannot believe Solomon prayed this prayer. I have a hard time with it, Brother Robinson. He said, remove far from me vanity and lies. He said, give me neither poverty nor riches. I, I don't want to be too rich. Why? Feed me with food that's convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Are y'all getting this tonight? That Solomon was saying, if I have it all, what do I need the Lord for? If every need is met on my own power, then why do I need the power of God? If I can find peace in my money, then why do I need the Prince of Peace? If I can find joy in a new purchase, then why do I need the joy that comes from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Come on, if we don't ever go through sickness, then why would we need a healer? If we don't ever go through the pit or the valley low, then why would we ever need a deliverer? Somebody hear me, that just because the wind is against you, it does not mean that God is against you. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus name. that a lot of times the resistance that comes from the enemy it is a reminder that you're on the right track come on somebody hear me this evening it's a reminder that you are on the right track that there is strength in the stretch there is strength in the stretch, we see this in running. We see this in working out. We see this in school, that our muscles hurt. Our minds can hurt. Our bodies can ache. But growth is taking place. Strength is taking place. And so sometimes that resistance is a reminder that you and I, we are on the right track. And so I feel that God sent me here tonight to encourage a weary soul, to encourage a weary mother and father. I know there's pain there, but hear me tonight. You are on the right track. To the weary individual that's gone through loss, there are questions that you have, but don't give up because you're on the right track. Somebody hear me tonight. To the weary soul that's endured sickness, you are on the right track to the saint that feels all alone in your struggle that feels all alone in your journey keep pressing on because you're on the right track come on to the weary believer that hasn't gotten your prayers answered I've come here tonight to encourage you don't throw in the towel don't give up don't throw it all away keep on pressing you are on the right track 
Come on, somebody hear me tonight. You're on the right track. So be reminded that when the wind is against you, it doesn't mean that God is against you. Verse 50 and 51, media team. I want you to look at the word of God. It says, for they all saw him, and they were troubled. And immediately he talked with them, and he said unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And he goes on, and he says, and he went up unto them into the ship. And look at this. Their whole night of trouble, their whole night of fighting, their whole night of toiling, their whole night of just this whole thing being a dilemma. The Bible says that when he got into the ship, that the wind ceased and that they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and beyond wonder. Why? Because when he got into that ship, the wind ceased. Another gospel tells the same story. But in the other gospel, it talks about how Peter, he stepped out onto the water. And he had the faith to walk, but when he started to look at the wind, he started to sink a little bit. They don't talk about that in Mark. Y'all find that interesting? That's a pretty amazing story. This guy's walking on water, but they didn't include it in Mark. You want to know why I think that they didn't include it in the book of Mark? Because that's not the point of the story. Peter was walking to Jesus on the water, and that was a pretty amazing moment. But the moral of the story is that when Jesus gets on the boat, and when Jesus comes into your situation, and when Jesus comes to you, that's when the wind ceases. That's when the wind stops. That's when the storm has to obey. Is when Jesus comes to the boat, that's when the wind ceased. And so hear me, somebody, in every moment when the wind is working against you, just be reminded that your help is on the way. Come on, somebody, in every moment when the toiling feels too much, just be reminded that help is on the way. When you are looking for an answer in your life, just be reminded that help is on the way. I look at it totally different, Brother Robinson, as a father. You got four, I got three. We are blessed. I owe you one. We'll see what can happen. I've got three little girls in our house. And so at any given moment, there is somebody crying for help. There is somebody crying for dad and more likely somebody crying for mom. But whatever it is, you better believe help is on the way. I've come to let somebody know that you have a heavenly father. That any time you need that help, that any time that you are crying out, that any time you are in a situation of need, I've come to let somebody know your help is on the way. That I waited patiently on the Lord, David said, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my call. He picked me up out of a pit, but it all originated with David calling on the name of the Lord. He hears you.
And so to somebody here tonight that needs an answered prayer, your help is on the way. That in every moment when it just feels too difficult, your help is on the way. If you believe that, would you just clap your hands and lift your voice to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, your help is on the way. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the doctor said. I don't know what the bank said. I don't know what your co-worker said. But your help is on the way. Media team, verse 50. For they saw him and they were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be, somebody help me preach. Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Jesus, how on earth can we be of good cheer? Our muscles are dead. We have toiled all night. We have fought this wind as long as we could fight it. And we thought you were a ghost. Of course we're afraid. There's someone walking on the water. We don't have a walking on water small group. Jesus, this is a little out of the ordinary. And I'm nervous and I'm scared. And here he is saying, be not afraid. That there is an attitude that we as the people of God must possess. That when things are good and when things are bad, I will bless the Lord at all times that his praise it shall continually be on my mouth <laughs> that when the wind is behind me I will be of good cheer but when the wind is against me I will be of good cheer as well that maybe you have not seen the miracle come to pass but I will bless the Lord anyways that maybe you have not seen the prayer answered, but I will bless the Lord anyways. That this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. That I'm going to be of good cheer. <coughs> the book of Jonah, we see that God calls Jonah to Nineveh. He flees towards Tarshish and on his way he's in a boat in a great wind. Mm. a great wind comes and they begin to get nervous and scared and, and we know Jonah goes overboard and he is swallowed up by a great fish. And <clears throat> What's interesting in this story is that the Bible says that Jonah began to sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving. Mm. That here I am in disgust. Here I am in a dirty situation. Here I am in a situation where I don't know how to get out of this fish. But yet I'm going to. Mm, I'm going to sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving. The very next verse, the Bible says that the Lord commanded the fish to spit Jonah up onto dry land. I've come to let somebody know tonight that there is power in sacrificing with a voice of thanksgiving. There is power when I say things don't look perfect, but I'm going to praise them anyways. Come on, I haven't been delivered, but God 
God, here's my praise and here's my worship. Lord, you haven't answered the prayer yet, but here's my praise and here's my worship that I'm sacrificing with a voice of thanksgiving. <laughs> Come on, would you lift up a hand towards heaven and just begin to thank God? Come on, I don't know what you're facing or what you're going through, but I wonder if you could just begin to sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving right now. <laughs> Come on, that's it. Would you go just a little bit further in saying, God, I thank you. Come on, my flesh doesn't feel like it, but Lord, I'm going to sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving. The Lord, I will bless you at all times. The Lord, I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. The Lord, I will be of good cheer. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Somebody is thanking their way through it right now. Somebody is praising their way. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for Star City. I pray for the couple that's struggling. I pray for the young man that's struggling. Lord, I pray for the saint that's struggling. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would hear that, that we can sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. And so church, the question that we must ask tonight is will we focus on the problem or will we focus on the solution to the problem? Will we focus on the wind or will we focus on the God that controls the wind? Will we focus on the sickness or will we focus on the God that is a healer? Will we focus on our past or will we focus on the fact that we serve a God that redeems, a God that saves, a, a God that washes away every sin, every stain, every blemish from our life? What do you see tonight? What is it that you are dwelling on tonight? What is it that you are focused on? Do we as the church, is it... Is it all that we see is, is that there's tension in our world? Is it, is it all that we see is, is that there's constant fear and division being pushed by the media or, or constant polarization of politics? Or, or is it that we only see that the backsliders are hopeless or, 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 or that everything that's wrong with the church that we're so focused on? Or, or is it that we see that the past is, is too big and how it can't be ignored in our life? Is it, is it that we see that the mountain is too big or, or the problem is too big or, or that the city Sin is too big in our life. What do you see tonight? Do we see all that's wrong? Do we see the wind or is it that we see a God who heals a nation? Do we see a God who can unite us all under the banner of Jesus Christ? Do we, do we have the faith to see that the revival is on its way? Do we have the faith tonight to see that the prodigal is coming home? Do we have the faith tonight to see those that are lost 
and those that are hurting and those that are dying coming in through those doors back there and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost up here and being baptized in the name of Jesus. Do we have the faith to see what God can do? Come on, do you see God moving the mountain in your life? Do you see God removing the sin in your life? Do you see God setting you free? I pray for some weary soul here tonight that you would lift your head above the trouble and you would lift your head above the trial and you would lift your head above the pain and above the wind and that you would see an almighty God that is more than able, that you would set your eyes on the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that he is a wonderful Savior. Musicians, if you'd come. I'm speaking to someone here tonight that has some windy days. Somebody that's had to go against the current, go against the grain for you. Hear me tonight. It is time for you to lift up your head. That it's time to focus our attention on the God that controls it all. That we can look to the wind and be fearful or we can look to the God that controls the wind. Would you stand in the house tonight and lift up a hand towards heaven? And would you just begin to lift up your voice? That in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would give us eyes to see that you are able. Come on, would somebody stretch out right now and just begin to pray, God, in your name, I pray that I wouldn't be focused on the wind, but I would be focused on the one that controls the wind. That it's obeying you. It is under your authority that in the name of Jesus come on somebody lift up their voice right now that even when the wind is contrary And even when the wind is against me, I don't care what it looks like. And I don't care how difficult it is. You've sent me, Jesus. And if you've sent me, if you have ordered my steps, if you are guiding me, and if you are leading me, I don't care where you take me. I don't care what I go through. I don't care what I face. I don't care how difficult the valley is. You've sent me. Jesus name Jesus name a number of years ago we had a pillar in our church an amazing man of God prayer warrior I told y'all that we live in the parsonage right next to the church almost every day that I would go to the church I would find brother walls there either in the prayer room or leaving the church or coming to the church. He got cancer and wasn't too long after that he passed away and it was just one of the biggest blows to our church because we knew what a man of God he was. We knew what a pillar he was for our church. So many young men and so many young families looked up to brother and sister Walls and and almost instantly gone. 
Now remember that being such a difficult season for our church and for the ministry in our church and Brother Walls here today, gone tomorrow and such a season that our church had to go through. And I remember at the funeral, going up to Sister Walls, letting her know we're praying for you, we're behind you, we're here for you. We can't, can't imagine what you're facing, what you're going through. And I'll never forget what she said. On the day of his funeral, she said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For somebody here tonight, I don't know what you're facing. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I don't know what you're going through. And I don't know how difficult it is. But I wonder if there's a saint of God here tonight that would say, I, I have made up my mind that I will bless the Lord at all times. That his praise shall continually be on my... Come on, I wonder if there's somebody that would make their way down to an altar that regardless of the diagnosis and regardless of what you're going through and regardless of how difficult it is and regardless of how big the mountain is, I wonder if there's somebody that would say, this is the day that the Lord hath made that I'm going to continue to praise him. I'm going to continue to thank him. I'm going to continue to rejoice. I'm going to continue to be glad in it. Come on, that's it. I don't know who it is right now that needs to hear this, but you need to get your eyes off the wind and get your eyes on Jesus. Come on, he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the alpha and the omega. Come on, somebody that's going through it right now. I wonder if you would lift up a hand towards heaven and just begin to give it all to Jesus. Come on, something's happening right now that in the name of the Lord, I place it in your hands, God. You are all powerful. You have all authority. Come on, that's it. Stretch out right now. Come on, that's it. Stretch out right now. The wind is contrary unto you, but I'm going to praise him anyways. Come on, that's it. The wind might be against you, but I'm going to praise him anyways. on if there's something going on in your life right now I want you to stretch your hands out high and I want you to just begin to praise your way through it I want you to begin to thank your way through it in advance that you might not see the prayer answered yet but God I'm going to sacrifice right now with a voice of thanksgiving it resistance is fiercest right before the breakthrough I feel something breaking in the house tonight come on that's it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus come on stretch out right now 